meditation, meditation, meditation. Depending on the quality of my mind, you know, there's good days and bad days. I mean, I feel like the waterfall of thoughts. Every now and then, a nice. You can't think of anything. This is meditation in the city. The Shambhala New York podcast. Thank you for listening to the Meditation in the City podcast. My name is Francesca, and I'm your host. The title of this episode is Kado, the Path of Flowers. Japanese flower arranging, also called Kado or Ikebana, can be practiced as a contemplative art. Like meditation, Kado teaches us to really look at and work with what is before us. In this episode, we will learn about creating flower arrangements and experiencing Kado as a creative and meditative dance with nature, space, and perception. Today we are joined by Marsha Shibata. Marsha is a master Shambhala Kado and Ikebana instructor within the Shambhala Buddhist community and founder of the Shambhala Kado Rigdon School of Ikebana. She's a student of Chogyam Trungpa Rinpoche and Sakyang Mifam Rinpoche. Having studied and practiced in major classical and modern Ikebana schools, she teaches from the view of nature's innate wisdom and Buddhist and Shambhalian compassionate warriorship. Here's Marsha to take away the discussion. There was, there's, a, there's a title given to many lamas in the Tibetan world. It's called Rinpoche. There's a Rinpoche in the world that he's still alive, and his name is Zangsa Kensei Rinpoche. Some of you may know him or know of him. He's the movie maker. He made the movie uh, about the soccer. What was it called? The Cup. The Cup. Brilliant. <laughs> he once actually put... The, the middle part of, of the Buddhist world in a very simple way. He said, you want to know what compassion is? He said, you want to know what compassion is? You put the shoes of another person on your own feet and you walk with those shoes. Then you know what compassion is. And we have that very same expression in English. It's called, you want to, what is it? What is it? Walk a mile in my shoes. What? Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes, yes. Your pain is my pain. My pain is your pain. It's so simple. So what are you going to do? You're going to say, hey, you know, give me my shoes? No. You say, sit down. I'll give you a cup of tea or a cup of miso soup. And in the old days, in the old days, when you lived in the Middle East, when we lived in the Middle East, we'd wash the person's feet. Remember? Remember Christ washing people's feet? It's the same thing. They would come out of the desert. They were hot. They were tired. What did you give them? You gave them tea or water and you washed their feet because their feet hurt. That's called compassion. That's the middle, that's the middle thing that we do in the way of sharing our own waking up. What's that got to do with flower arranging? We don't wash the roots of trees, but we do give water to the gardens. We do give water to the plants that we have in our home. We do take care of, we care for, we take care for those living 
things within our environment, be it cat, dog, plant, friend, neighbor, poor person who smells bad on the street. Same thing. What's this got to do with flower arranging? Well, let's turn the page and go to this section, which is all of nature is the Buddha Dharma, is the Shambhala Dharma, is the Taoist Dharma, is the Hopi Indian Dharma, is the true Dharma without having a label. Mother Nature came, or maybe it's Father Nature, or maybe it's Sister Nature, or maybe it's Nature Nature, I don't know what it is, it doesn't have a gender, came before any of the human events. You don't have to be a scientific genius to know that. You know that the dinosaurs were here before the human event. And in the dinosaur era, e, how do you spell it, E-R-A, were two things that you have growing in New York City, ginkgo trees. You know what they are? Some people yes, some people no. Okay, ginkgo trees. Ginkgo trees are a very magnificent expression of nature which has a leaf that's shaped like an upside-down fan. And in the autumn they turn yellow and their striation of their vein, vein edge, you know, where the water goes through, is not complicated. It's not like little things that go right and left and up and down and all that sort of thing. It's just one line and then it goes through the middle and then it goes out like the bones of a fan. Very simple way to water the flesh of the leaf. So when dinosaurs are run or running around, so are ginkgo trees. And also something that's called snake grass. Snake grass I don't know the scientific name for it. Does anybody know? It's a kind of grass that looks like a, it's a tube about the size of my finger. And you go up and there's a little gray part. And then it grows a little longer and there's another gray part. And it grows a little longer and there's another gray part. And it goes do 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 And then on the top there's a little black, like, like little onion-shaped bubbin thingy. That's prehistoric. That's before humanity even looked out and said, what are we doing here? Who am I? So all of nature had the wisdom of complete and total understanding of how to be without conflict before the human situation arose. The human situation arose, and then we got into, I mean, takes a few thousand years. But we got into conflict and we got into confusion. And then we had to have people like Buddha come along and say, nya, 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 and other various people that actually point to the truth. The truth is pre-thought. Thinking and words
try to help us to come to. But the problem that happens in the thinking world is that we begin to ask too many questions and we don't believe what's in front of us here and now. We don't believe what is happening inside our guts here and now because we have too many thinking ideas. Nature doesn't do this. She just goes, well, sunlight, bloom, or no sunlight, close down for winter. Rest, 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 rest. Then she feels through the feet of her roots, the warmth of the earth coming back, the water is more available, and she naturally, the roots start to naturally open and bring it up, and it comes up into the body of the plant, be it a tree or a flower, and then what we have is called rebirth, spring. It's so simple. There's no argument. There's no meetings. <laughs> There's no airplane tickets to buy. It's just energy. The cycle of energy of life and death. That's what we are studying in flower practice of Kado. That includes death, which means things finish. Shambhala Center in New York City, this particular area is finishing. But it's never finished because life never finishes. It continues to constantly recycle into fresh possibilities. Nature doesn't think about possibilities. She already has her own situation completely figured out and she works with it. So right now we are witnessing what's called cleaning up of the planets. So we have great events called forest fires, tsunamis, great rains, too much rain, uh, dryness, what do they call that? Dryness? What do drought. you call it? Drought, thank you. We have droughts, we have um, all that sort of thing in very, very extreme events. I mean, you watch the news, you know. So what is happening? The world is saying, listen, it's not right, it's not right. This human event is making a big mess. I'm going to clean it up and rebalance. And that's what she does. That's what the earth does. It has nothing to do with us making choices. It's the body and the living being of the planet that is working with the imbalances that the human event has created. It scares us. And it should. But she's also trying to tell us, you know, figure it out, ladies and gentlemen. Don't put so much junky plastic all over the place. Don't create it. Or B, if you're going to keep doing it, I will keep sending you my messages. What's that got to do with flower arranging? 
Well, when you are a student of flower arranging, you actually study the truth. You study the truth of nature, and the truth of, truth of nature is the same as the truth of yourself. You are not separate from nature. I am not separate from nature. We are, we are under the same laws of any natural event. We are a natural event. We are not plastic. We are not made from a machine. We are born, we manifest, and we die. And we, have, we sow the seeds of our um, actions into the nowness and into the future, because nowness creates the future. So, we're just like an apple tree from that point of view. If we're a rotten apple, we, make, we, we, don't, we don't sow seeds that are of benefit. If we are a fresh and perky apple, we sow seeds that are of benefit. It's very simple. It's not a secret. We think we are better than nature, or we think we are beyond it, or we think we are separate. But that's a thinking thing. It's a belief thing. But in fact, that's a mistake. We have lost our connection to our natural self. Why do we meditate? To come back to that place of knowing, 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 without thinking and having to figure anything out. We don't have to figure anything out. When you know, you don't have to figure it out. You can look, you see, you know, that's it. You know what to do or not do. Not doing is as potent and powerful as doing. As a matter of fact, often not doing is better than doing, because you can't fix it. And particularly, you cannot fix your, your friend over there. Their pain, their joy, their path is their journey. All you can do is understand it and be there if they fall down, you can pick them up, say, would you like a glass of miso soup? Or tissues, or trip to Hawaii? <laughs> Whatever you can offer. Your journey, like the tree, like the flower, like the mountain, like the river, like the sun, is a journey of aloneness. Not loneliness but aloneness. From time to time you might feel lonely. So if you're the sun, you want to merge with the moon. You have your own job by yourself, just like the tree does, just like the flower does. But you can be friendly with the moon. You can be friendly with the tree next to you. You can share the space. You can share the, the root space underneath. But your journey is alone. And it's actually very good news, because there's something for you to learn, specifically for you, the tree, you, the flower, you, the moon, you, the sun, you, the cloud. It's only for you to learn. You cannot take advice from your friend, because they may not know you well enough in order to give you advice that is helpful. You have to feel it in your own cloudness, your own sunness, your own treeness, your own flowerness, your own riverness. You have to feel it. It's pre-thought. And that goes back to death. 
Death is probably the most important event in life because it opens the door to what is called space in the English language. Space is probably the most important element in the entire event of anything. Because space allows anything to happen within it, if, if it in fact is it's an it. I don't know what it is. I'm just using the language, and language is limited. From space comes everything. Beauty, ugliness, life, death, clarity, confusion, salt, sour, sweet, love, hate, war, peace, anything. Space just accommodates it all, allows it all, doesn't give a crap what happens. How marvelous, how marvelous to be so, so available for anything. So when death occurs, metaphor, the, the closing down of the Shambhala Center of New York City after 20 plus more years, 25 years maybe, the death of it means the possibility or space, and what's called percolation, or bubbling, or waiting, or contemplation, or resting in silence and feeling. How to go forward in this time? Grieving. Grieving. But also knowing that life goes on. If you're going to stay in grief for 25 years, nothing's going to happen. You get together with your friend, you say, hey, you know what? I want to meditate, and I'd like to uh, make a little group here in my neighborhood, and maybe we can meditate together. Say, sure, I want to meditate too. Let's, let's do it. So then there's a little seed that starts, and that begins to grow a new plant, a new apple tree. Now remember apple trees. You have First you have a little apple tree, little thing and it struggles and struggles, and then it finally comes along and has blossoms, and the bees come and they uh, pollinate the blossoms, and then maybe you get three apples the first year, three, but they're real. And nobody eats them because they're too precious. So you watch them and they kind of turn ripe and then they sort of get too ripe and they fall to the ground. <gasps> but within the apple itself are seeds. And those seeds are... It's interesting. You know what happens in the wild? I'm not New York City, but in the wild. The foxes come. The foxes come. The bears come. Uh, the coyotes come. The wild animals come, the raccoons come, they eat that rotten apple and they eat the seeds, okay? And then they walk along and eventually they have to make you-know-what and they make new you-know-what you and the seeds go through them, the apple seeds do, 
And with the you-know-what, with the apple seeds, ah, possibility of new seeds. That's a metaphor for your group meditating. You need to see there's two of you or three of you to start. There's energy. There's energy that you're creating, and then that's magnetizing other people. I mean, you have friends already in Shambhala or wherever world you come from. And then you say, oh, Joe, you know, we're doing this on Saturday. Come along. It grows like the apple tree. And the seeds are spread again in foreign lands. Brooklyn, that's a foreign land. <laughs> New Jersey, that's a foreign land. That's how it works. It's the same old thing. And it's affordable. Slowly, slowly, step by step. You can build a city. You can build a life. You can build goodness. For yourself and for the future. But you need space. And you need the end of things to get to space, to get to the next step. So Lao Tzu, this is my favorite teaching of Lao Tzu, he said, do you have the patience to let your muddy water settle? Do you have the patience to let the solution arise by itself? That's such an incredible teaching. It has nothing to do with you. You are just the container in order for the solution to arise. You sit in space and you let the solution arise. It will come. Patience. Your boyfriend says, will you marry me? (laughs) Do you have the patience to let your freaked out mind settle? Do you have the patience to let the solution arises by itself. The solution arises through you. So that's it. It's not hopeless. It's hopeless, but it's not hopeless. I received last night, or a couple days ago, this amazing um, video. I sent it to a number of people. Actually, a few people in the room received it. It starts with uh, cricket sounds and the night sky, and then there's a shot of the moon. Then the camera, uh, or the, the, I don't know, the computer camera comes into the moon and it gives a width in kilometers of how wide the moon is. And then something happens and it goes to another planet and the the kilometer line number, the kilometer lines stay about the same length. So there's a bar here, a bar here, and a bar here, and the kilometer lines are here. So the moon is so many kilometers wide. And then it goes to another planet and then it goes and then it gets wider, and then it goes to another planet, and it goes, and it's wider. And then finally you get to the Earth, and it goes, and it's wider. And then you get to the sun, and you know, the sun's like this big, but the, the lines, but it's, 
still, you know, this way. Okay? Then it goes to places, I don't even know what they are. They're stars or they're planets or something. Within the Milky Way, we're still at home. We're not into a galaxy over there. We're still in the Milky Way. And it's pulling up these other planets and whatnot. It's saying names like Rakatui or something. And it goes, <laughs> and it's like this big. And then it goes to another one and another one and another one. Then it finally goes to the Milky Way. So the little bars are here, and it goes, the numbers go, and the number, and it's like, you can't even see the earth anymore. You can't even see the sun anymore. You can't even see the moon anymore. You can't see nothing anymore. Then, it's not over. Then the little video goes to the closest uh, galaxy to us, okay? And it says how many light, millions of light years that this galaxy is to the Milky Way, and the little bar goes, and it goes in from kilometers to light years. And then it says in 20 million light years, this galaxy is going to collide with us, with the Milky Way. And you go, that's interesting. And then the camera pans out more. So, you know, you're visualizing that. You've got the Milky Way, and you've got this, this neighbor galaxy. And then the camera goes out, and then all of a sudden you see hundreds of galaxies. Hundreds of galaxies. And they're all about this big. They're all about the same size as the Milky Way. And the little bar thing says some crazy thing like, there are billions of galaxies in the universe. The, remember the word universe? Una means one. So I was thinking, what does a verse mean? One what? One verse. Okay, so we're a verse. And then there's this little flash, and you get this round ball with sort of pink and yellow on it. And it says, This is what our universe looked like after the Big Bang theory. What? I thought that we were the only folks around in the thing, whatever the thing is. That was shocking. And then, I mean, it goes, then, 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 the camera pans out more, and you find more little of these sort of bubble round things that look like the light that's left over from the Big Bang Theory in the creation of our universe, if that's in fact true. And you see a lot of them. You see hundreds of them. Hundreds, hundreds of them. And then the little thingy says something like, and this is what is thought to be the multiverse, which has, each one has laws of their own. Laws, L-A-W-S, laws of their own. And I was thinking, wow. So maybe, you know, I was thinking things like, well, just think of everything you know. Maybe there's no gravity somewhere. Maybe water doesn't exist and people drink 
I don't know, K-pop or something. I don't know. I mean, just put your put your imagination into action and think. Maybe. I don't know. But it was very humbling, for sure. But the most important thing for me, well, no, a lot of important things happen. I, maybe I want to say this. The most important thing I'd like to leave with you is that this is all happening. And I believe it's very possible this is all happening in what is called space.